0: You're listening to the People's Wrestling Podcast
1: with your host, Aiden. Bunker. 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 Yes, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the PWP. It's been a minute. Aren't you glad to have us back in your ear holes? Right, let's get into it. I'm here with Ali this week. Yes, you are, Ali. What's going on?
2: Not a lot. Well, always a lot, but you know, I won't bore you with. It. All right, fair enough. that's good because I want to make this abridged. Um,
1: also joined over the phone by Matt Wagwan.
0: Wagwan. Been up to much? Oh, really. I'm still recovering <coughs> from some tonsillitis.
1: Yeah. Well, we have also been recovering from a little uh, a little excursion out in the in in London last. Week. PWP on tour. PWP on tour. Met some fans. <laughs> um <laughs> we uh,
2: literally a one fan.
1: We all popped down to London for a uh, friend of the show James Delo and his, his podcast gorilla position. We went down to uh Shout out GP. Went down to their live show. Met Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Just Absolutely. happened to, just happened to be there. Yeah. there they right? asked for a photo. We obliged. Yes. Yeah, one photo
2: with each of us separately. That's what yeah, they wanted,
1: yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Um but they were nice. They seemed to have a pretty decent night. Yeah, they were lovely. They
2: little took, Seth got a lot of attention.
1: Yeah, it took all the banter from the crowd, and I was quite impressed with Seth and in that regard.
2: Yeah, I think of, he he was a lot more chilled out and relaxed than I thought he would be. Yeah. Um, and also he just kind of went along with everything.
1: <laughs> it would have been really awkward if like with all the little Seth joke, which was his he penis. Getting pissed off by if, it. If, yeah, yeah, if it'd it'd he was, or really well, he might have been. But, you know, yeah, sure. yeah, if, yeah, if if he just. It might have just been
0: jet-lagged now. and not know
1: what the fuck was going on. I think that was his general consensus for most <laughs> yeah. of the night.
2: <laughs> also, they did like a, a mystery Mrs. thing, didn't they? Which oh, kind of fell on his ass at points, but it was alright in the end. Um, it's yeah, just, just thinking really myself, convoluted. Yeah, yeah. things really convoluted. I was thinking they were sat so far apart from each other on, on the sofa like I thought, how awkward would this be if they have broken up and they haven't told anyone? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> And like they're doing a whole segment about being a couple, everyone's talking about Seth giving his you know what to Becky. Oh. And, and then yeah, they've actually broken up.
1: <laughs> I'm cringing just thinking about <laughs> it. Jesus.
2: Yeah, that would have been really cringe.
1: Good little um, Q and A session, with the, the the crowd afterwards. Unfortunately we didn't get to ask any questions. We
2: did not. I mean I wasn't gonna I wasn't well, gonna I try, try, but Matt Matt has got a bone to pick with skills.
1: What what questions? Would we have
2: asked I did kind of have one in mind I mean, Every single time we go, we go to one of these And they say questions to the audience I've always got a few in mind But and
1: when then, it comes to putting
2: your hand up Yeah like, well, it's not that I bottle it I just think I, I it's triple not, is it guess win? myself And I think uh, Do I really want to hear the answer to that question Or am I just asking it for the sake yeah, of it Yeah because I can Yeah um, I
1: always think Am I, am I gonna win best question?
2: I don't really. I don't I'm not. Really, I'm not gonna bother. You you're not a, you're not a little lovely looking boy. Little boy asking a question. <laughs> I'm a girl. I'm a girl.
0: <laughs> I'm, a, I'm
2: a girl. <laughs> oh, that's so awkward. Bobby I mean, James brushed it off. Brushed it off really well. Uh, but I always think like as a, as a question, I was thinking maybe to um, both of them, you could say if there was um, one match in history that you could. Um, inject yourself into throughout the whole of wrestling history. What, what would it have been?
1: Hmm.
2: A bit like you know how Charlotte was injected into Becky and Ronda.
1: <laughs> I feel like that could that could easily end up with kind of like oh, I don't know or like, yeah. yeah maybe like oh I already did that at WrestleMania or something like that. Right? Yeah. So I feel like that could potentially have been a bit of a.
2: All right. What was well, your it question
1: a good, It could have been a good one, but at the same time, it would have been easy for them just to not answer it. You can't not answer it. They kind of did in a couple. Yeah, I guess so. Um, my one, it would have been something along the lines of... I, I, I was thinking of, should I make a little bit of a joke at the start, or should I just get to the question? No jokes. Because I was going to say something along the lines of, like I don't know if you heard from Michael Cole, by the way, but I think <laughs> you guys are a couple. Um, and my question was going to be, if you two were... Uh, main event of Wrestlemania And a mixed tag match For What couple Doesn't have to be a wrestling couple Or WWE couple or wrestling couple It could be any just celebrity couple Would you have as your opponent
2: Wouldn't be a main event at Wrestlemania If it was a well, celebrity no, couple I, I was though, thinking of just maybe Wrestlemania <laughs> match
1: Rather than main event
2: I but. wonder who it would have been Because they discussed the whole AJ Lee and Sam um, Pump thing Didn't they briefly
1: Yeah on like an individual yeah. kind of level
2: Triple H and Stephanie.
1: Pot and Bex. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Pot and Bex. Jamie and Rebecca Vardy. Anyway, <laughs> so that would have been mine.
2: And Matt, you had a question lined up, didn't you? But you got uh, you, you got turfed out for Kevin fucking Clifton. Kevin
1: Clifton. Friend of the show now, by the way. Well, is he? Mine and Matt's mate. Yeah, it, it, it it, 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 did he? Specifically Matt? Well, he wasn't even final was he not no
2: I thought he was
0: no got kicked out ages ago
2: that's why he was free on Wednesday Then,
0: wasn't <laughs> yeah. anyway Matt yeah mine was would have been Who um, was the person that takes you non-wrestler after your uh, main event at
2: Wrestlemania that was to Becky didn't it? well it could have been to Seth
0: as well I guess so yeah. he's done it hasn't he? Um, well, well, yeah, not he well he
1: hasn't
0: really
1: main evented Wrestlemania it doesn't get much more main event-y than the closing scene of WrestleMania. You spinning in the title round, yeah, with fireworks going off. But he
2: wasn't in
0: the main event as such. He was he
1: literally was. in the last match of <laughs> WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> he injected himself into the uh, main event. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns what then subsequently wasn't the main event. the triple But, but it was
2: the main event. event. Going into There's it. There's a yeah. difference between last match and main event. Oh.
0: Right. And the only reason I didn't want to know... Wrestler-wise, because obviously the wrestlers are backstage and they would just go straight up to them.
2: Yeah.
0: I'd be interested to see who like... Me, ma'am.
1: Or even just outside the company, because it might have been, say, like, an independent wrestler that he used to wrestle with or something like that. No,
0: and it, and I mean, if just have said The Rocks, i a fucking, like, <laughs> gone follow.
1: Yeah. Probably, yeah. probably would have just been parents or something along those lines. Well, most of the time, you'd have seen they'd be there as well. Yeah, yeah that's, true. that's true. Um
0: yeah, but that's
1: really ill, isn't he? Yeah, he's got some kind of cancer. Has he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know what. I can't remember what what it is. It's like throat or something. Yeah,
0: yeah I think it's throat cancer.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. I did not know this.
1: Um. So yeah, nice. Uh, nice way to bring the bring the mood. <laughs> um. But speaking of Becky Lynch, it's going to be quite a Becky Lynch heavy show. Um. Because we've got oh, another, we've got two kind of topics to get onto. One of them being the uh, pay-per-view that happened on Sunday that Becky Lynch main-evented, TLC. I'm not going to go too much into detail, and go match by match, but generally what did we make of this show?
2: So well, I'll go. I'll go. I, yeah, I mean, I felt like this was a really strong first half and a not-so-strong second half. Um, is this
1: the... the, the a game of two halves. Is this the problem that we've been seeing with WWE pay-per-views for the course of 2019, where the The first half of the show it is very good, and you think, "Oh, this would be a really good pay per view," and then it just dies out. A little bit. I didn't think it died out. I thought
2: overall it was a good pay per view.
1: Because um... I saw a lot of negativity for this show, and I was speaking to someone today who was saying it was quite possibly the worst pay per view of 2019. Sorry. And I was like, "Really? Sorry, what? It <laughs> was that, Peter? Obviously." I was like, "So I finally watched TLC." What a load of fucking bollocks that was. Wasting my time. Probably the worst pay-per-view of 2019. I mean... Only one good match on the show, blah, blah, blah.
2: I mean, there haven't really been many bad pay-per-views in 2019. Yeah, so I think 2019's been a solid year. But um, a lot of
1: just good wrestling matches.
2: I wouldn't have said this was the worst, but then again, I can't really think of a bad one. Like, Stomping Grounds was good, wasn't it? It was quite good, even though it had a shit name.
1: Just count one of the Saudi ones. It's fine.
2: Probably one of the Saudi ones, yeah. Although oh, Crown Jewel was alright this crown time.
1: Crown Jewel was alright, but whatever it would have been called, pre- the one in April the- or whatever.
2: World Cup No
1: I think, I think they're all Just called Crown Jewel now Yeah it must be Or, or Super Showdown
2: oh, That's Australia isn't it? I don't know um, But I mean I thought it was a, a really good first half So the Andrade Versus Humberto um, Corrillo On the pre-show Was really really good mm-hmm. um, Andrade Just
0: massive You know me I don't watch the
2: pre-shows so It was a really good match You should probably Watch that one
0: I, um, I wouldn't You probably it. Watch Walter Versus uh, Tyler I mean, Bay <laughs> Tyler Bay
1: But you still haven't Watched that yeah, I wouldn't have watched the pre-show if I didn't know that that match was on it.
2: Yeah. I didn't watch it first. I watched it after the main event, after the pay-per-view. Cool. Um, but, and then the ladder match, the tag team ladder match, I thought was really good. Um, we had Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. I think that was after that, and that was excellent. Um, Back to the night for me. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then after that, I can't really remember what, what happened. I mean...
0: TLC is a bugbear for me anyway. Yeah. As a pay-per-view, I hate it, because it's just stipulation for sake of stipulation. And Much
2: like Hell in a Cell, which, to be fair, was probably the worst pay-per-view of 2019.
0: Yeah, but at least Hell in a Cell, so you've only got, like, two matches that are Hell in a Cell's. Yeah. Like, I can part with that. I can't part with, and this talk gets me, Match of the Night was one that had no stipulation.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: Well, it could be worse. Do you remember when they did tables, ladders, chairs and stairs? Yeah, fuck the
2: stairs, man. No one wants stairs in a match.
0: Ooh, a stairs match. Yeah, but match. I can see them, like, doing in a couple of years, like, tables, ladders and chairs and kendo sticks.
2: Yeah.
0: They <laughs> fucking love a kendo stick.
2: They do love a kendo especially what in women's matches. What are they matches. doing at wrestling show? I know, Who's why? Who's bringing them? Why, do, why are they there? Why are they on the ring? have they
1: ever been there in the first place? Just in case we need some bamboo.
2: <laughs> um... But then obviously you had the Viking Raiders open challenge thing. which I mean, I like the OC and I like the fact that the Viking Raiders and the OC have this little bit of a feud going. And, because it's the first time the Viking Raiders have been able to get probably stuck into a feud. Um, but it was just a bit underwhelming, wasn't it? Like, we've seen that match. Kind yeah. of, and you know.
1: I forgot to tweet this, but probably my biggest problem with 2019 pay-per-views in WWE is the fact that I can guarantee you, after basically every single... Pay per view, with the exception of maybe the big four, you get at least one rematch the following night.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And it just makes like, what's the fucking point? And it's always, almost always, from a title match, really, like a rematch. Yeah. This instance being this exact same Viking Raiders as an OC match happened the next night on Raw, where the OC won.
2: Yeah, but Uh, no, non-title apparently. Yeah, even though Samoa Joe said new champs.
1: I watched that on mute because I was on the phone at the time, and I was like, I kind of stopped talking. I was like, who's and then I just saw them just not celebrating really. I was like, what what is that? Oh, yeah, all right. Um, but yeah, that's one of my bigger problems is just seeing the same
0: matches. The night after
2: we've already just seen that match Yeah and it's a bit of a
0: I feel like we're seeing a lot of the same matches At the minute I know like coming up to this period Is a bit like stale But I feel like I've seen every match Already apart from like The Alistair Black Buddy Murphy one
2: Yeah but that, that That kind of thing's been going on long enough And they've had physicality in between it You kind of feel like you might have already seen it Although it was a really excellent match um but i don't want to see it again i think you know, Alistair black won the match buddy murphy moves on yeah like leave that there now i don't want it to be unless they're going to do something like a best of seven where they because they will put seven consistently great matches on yeah um unless they're going to go down that route i don't want them to just i don't want to be another alice black versus buddy murphy match unless they're going to turn it into a rivalry which i don't think they will no I if think that's just think a showcase be, wasn't it i, I think they'll be past of
1: it now but what what has to not happen Is what's happened On Raw this week When neither of them appear Yeah That can't be the case For the next three or four weeks Because then you'll ever Everyone will forget How good they are Based off that match They've had And then it'll be like Starting from scratch So yeah
2: What I compare this to Is do you remember And Matt you probably Remember a bit better um, Aiden, you might Not so much But in 1999 After the No Mercy Pay-per-view When Edge and Christian And the Hardys Had that Terry Runnels Invitational match Ladder match The tits Yeah Which was a Um Really, really great match, like the well, first of its kind. Really, a tag team ladder match for a start, but also it was really physical. It was really high flying. It had loads of spots, and it was just brilliant. Um, the next night, well, yeah, the next week ovation. on SmackDown, they came out just to, you know, talk about what they did. And They all got a standing ovation. Um, and imagine, and after, so it all took off after that. Imagine if they'd just been left off the show.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Just, yeah, like you just with two guys who aren't as a, who aren't established, really yeah. on the main roster. When they do something like this and have the attention of a main roster crowd and um, general audience, you need to keep it going and capitalize. I know, obviously, maybe Alistair Black potentially broke his nose or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Did look one, broken, but um, <laughs> Buddy Murphy could have done something. It's not like he was annihilated. And yeah, I think injured.
2: If Buddy Murphy come out. Even if you just come out to say like, "Yeah, I've got beat," like yeah. I'll have him next fair, time. Fair enough,
1: like respect wise, like just, yeah, yeah haven't do a thing with Charlie Caruso. Yeah, just have him, have him appear, because I guarantee a lot of people have already. Well, forgotten.
2: the momentum's gone, isn't it? That's yeah. the thing. You, you want to carry that momentum on. You have Buddy Murphy come out and be Don't like uh, that,
1: or next week you will be in a match against Matt Hardy again or something.
2: Yeah, and then and then he's basically starting again. And Alistair Black, despite winning, will basically be starting again. I, I mean, to think Jones it Joe's
0: right as well, though. These two are going to be the future.
2: They are, but only if they book if them correctly.
0: Them. <laughs> or if they, yeah, or if they actually are on TV.
2: I mean, there's, there's no doubt that they both so, have the talent.
1: Supposedly, Paul Heyman's a really big fan of Bud Murphy, so he should be. Um, and yeah, there's there's absolutely no reason why these two guys. Like, I'd like to see, yeah, maybe best of five or best of seven series or whatever, where. Winner gets number one contender for I don't know US title maybe and um,
0: Buddy Murphy is the only wrestler I've heard legitimately swear at me
2: <laughs> the only one what
0: about the um, only one that's sw- sworn at me what about Trent Seven he say uh, did, oh, no, yeah he, he
2: did, did yeah stuff. you're right <laughs> didn't he call call someone wankers
0: he also said my fucking hair and uh, my beard was
2: caught. Cool.
0: um
2: but yeah, I just felt like I lost the momentum with not having them on. Yeah, it was a bit, bit of a shitty move. Um, good match though, really good match.
1: One of the things I wanted to get your opinions on is Bray, Roy- Bray Wyatt wrestling as Firefly Funhouse host
0: Bray Wyatt. Rather than I like it. Yeah, because I think it, I think that they can change it up better. Because you can't just go to the thing every time because people are already getting sick of it, and I think people will get. Of it really quickly, but if you can mix it up with this, think how many different matches you can
1: have. You've essentially got yourself two characters, um, yeah,
0: for
2: the price of one,
1: exactly. And I really liked what they did at the end of the match where the fiend appeared on the titan tron, um, and Bray kind of had kind of like an internal monologue or an internal interaction with him, which I would have liked to maybe have been a bit more vocal. Where like maybe the fiend, he just stands there and then he just says like, "Do it," and then he goes and mallets Mister Death. Because mm. um, you could see it on TV, but in the crowd you probably couldn't hear that Bray was like, "Okay, I'll do it." Yeah, like, do what? Um, so that would have been one thing I would have liked to see, but I've, I. Was... I didn't even think you needed to have the time
2: jump thing.
1: He could have played that out in his head. I, I assumed that he was at some point going to bring like the gloves out of his pockets and yeah. start listening to the gloves. That's what I thought. Um, like he would listen to the Hurt Glove and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll kill him.
2: Um, <laughs> With a massive fucking mallet.
1: But, um, yeah, I found it... Um, Not infinitely more interesting than The Fiend, because I find The Fiend very interesting, but I found it more interesting than if it was just going to be another Fiend, beat down The Fiend, can't kill him, can't kill him, then he comes back and kills you. Um,
2: I mean, so notwithstanding everything you just said, I didn't like it, but I don't think I didn't like the concept, I just didn't like the match. The execution. Yeah. I thought the match was a bit... Well, I didn't do much in Miz, let's yeah, put it that okay, way
1: Again I felt bad for the Miz in that They're putting a baby face in a position where the crowd Aren't going to be with him Yeah, but the same Which point, is a shame
2: because I feel like Miz played Because I've gone back and caught up with all of the Miz and Bray stuff And I thought the Miz played This whole storyline really really well
1: Good family man like, No reason not to
2: And I know he's Miz. in movies but good acting I thought he acted it really well um, So I just felt like it was A bit of an anti-climax from his to I (laughs) love it was six minutes long
1: yeah yeah I I, I liked him coming out as as 551 house bro like interacting with the crowd um you can tell he's just got something and
0: that fan that took a selfie with him was absolutely buzzing
1: yeah I know and the crowd crowd kind of popped for that as well um I wonder if maybe... I don't know how they'd ever do it, but if someday we'd ever see something with the puppets, like, in-ring. <coughs> just Maybe. In outside maybe or, we'll
2: do a live or, version of Firefly House in-ring. the ring. Maybe. I don't think they'd ever be able to pull that off,
0: to be
1: fair. No. Um, but yeah, just... A lot of good character kind of development for me um, from this, more so than if it had just been The Fiend showing up, so I am glad. One... One thing which I was kind of embarrassed about was Sat well, Sunday night, put out a tweet saying prediction.
0: Yeah, good prediction that. <laughs> We're not going to see
1: Daniel Bryan until the Royal Rumble. He's going to win the match and face Bray Wyatt mania. That last half is still remained, remains <laughs> to be seen, but the, he then literally showed up about four hours later, and uh, yeah, that was the end of that. Yeah, Fantastic and bang. sort of lost ten years. Yeah, the man doesn't age. Did you see Renee Young's tweet? vaguely remember something about Renee Young. The picture of Daniel with Daniel when he took his hood off, and she was just like, "The man doesn't age." And then added the Bella Twins like, "Brie, what's his secret?" What's he have? Vegan diet? Not Bit vegan of, anymore. Of, is he not? No. What is not. he just vegetarian?
2: I think mean, he's just taking a more holistic view on his diet. Is he? Where'd yeah. you get that from? I can't remember. I might have made it <laughs> I
1: was going to say Because I don't
0: ever see him then, like, I mean if you've made that out That's brilliant <laughs> Start a great, wrestling rumour a great headline it's, uh,
2: Daniel Bryan Kills animals
1: <laughs> Send that on To yeah. a wrestling observer um, But yeah Daniel Bryan is back With short hair And short beard Remarkably All his hair is in place He's got no patches Or anything From where Bray Wyatt Ripped his hair out One thing I, w- I did Actually want to mention on the, on the theme of Bray Wyatt And Daniel Bryan Is the doll that he introduced on Friday Night SmackDown.
2: I was right, by the way, he's not vegan anymore.
1: Is he? Isn't
2: he? He's developed a soy intolerance as a result of his veganism. So now he has to regrettably and begrudgingly include some meat or eggs into his diet. I
1: feel like you could live with that. <laughs> I mean, I don't really ball. know what soy is or like it's, what
2: it's Soy ball. is a replacement for dairy, isn't it? So if you can't have soy, then he'll have to have almond, maybe. But I'm sure you could still do it. But it's, is I think it's just, not vegan? Yeah it is, yeah. yeah. But um Or is it? Maybe it's not you know, know, You never know what's vegan and what's not <laughs> no. vegan these days.
1: Um anyway, Bray Wyatt and the doll, which um he introduced on Friday Night SmackDown. Um do we I know it may be slightly different colours or it might be the lights or whatever, but do we think that doll's hair is Daniel Bryan's hair? It was blonde. It was yeah.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> Daniel Bryan's got fair hair, but yeah.
1: Maybe people was yeah. It could potentially be like studio lights making it brighter. Maybe,
0: yeah, it could be. It, like would, a it, would, it would
1: make sense as the reason why he's ripped out. He ripped out his hair the other week. It would be quite and cool. Then happens to appear with a long character. Yeah. Um.
2: That was just a doll that was in um, Monroe's cot.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, which I thought was cool. That whole thing it was kind of. It was yeah, it was really
2: cool. I really enjoyed that.
1: Um.
0: It was Fair play for letting them two yeah, do it as well. Monroe, by the way,
1: great
2: acting. Great acting.
1: Pointing at the doll being scared <laughs> and everything. That was amazing. Like, couldn't, they couldn't uh, have written that.
0: Tell she's been raised by an A-lister.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really like that idea that it could be made from Brian's hair. Yeah. I think don't know what cool. they'll do with the doll, especially if it looks like a girl doll or whatever, but yeah. um, interesting Nonetheless, I wonder if she'll start talking like the
2: others. Maybe Uh, a lot of people. You get the whole Morgan rumours and everything. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's going to be her." It's not going to happen. Everyone's going to be disappointed immediately, and that's what really pisses me off with people.
1: Well, she then has. Have you then seen her? Yeah, yeah. she's on. Yeah, she's on
2: RAW.
0: He's on SmackDown. Exactly.
2: Everyone's like, "Oh, it's going to be Liv Morgan. It's going to be she's Sister Abigail." No, Sister Abigail's the other puppet for a start.
0: Also,
1: this is always, and we've discussed this on the pod before. This has always been my problem with the Sister Abigail character is people thinking it's going to be a a person person, and B a person we've already seen in a different character. People being like, oh, it's going to be Paige because she's pale and goth-like. Oh, it's going to be Ruby Riot because she's pale and goth-like. Oh, it's going to be Liv Morgan because she's been away for a while and she has a surprisingly large following despite the fact she really hasn't done a lot on TV. Um,
2: I meant to send you something actually when you tweeted that. I meant to send you an applause thing because I was like, I've been saying this in my head for the last 24 hours.
1: And I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Liv Morgan. I think she's great, she's got a good upside or whatever. But I, just, I was struggling to think of anyone who's had such a large following from what I can see Based proportionally Of what they've done On TV
0: And also
2: That's all you can really say About it Morgan She's got a great upside Yeah I mean she's got a great backside But <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on We're not that kind of podcast
2: <laughs> She's hey, got oh. She's got a great upside She's got potential But that's all it is At the moment Right
0: Yeah Like um... I would beg to do Even Eva Marie Had a great uh, following
1: Did she? Yeah Have People she hated has, her uh, yeah. She has a lot of Stands, yeah,
2: look, everyone gets stands, don't they? But this is actual genuine wrestling fans who think that Liv Morgan is gonna like all of a sudden be the main star in the women's division. No,
1: she's nowhere yeah. near that. It's not gonna happen. Um, she may
2: do one day. I mean, I probably doubt it to be honest. But you know,
1: so yeah, the, the Sister Abigail character—it's not gonna be a like. The whole point is, it's not a person. It's like, it's more of a higher being it's in a, Bray's
2: it's mind. It's a concept. Sister um, Abigail's a. a the moment hallucination almost.
1: The moment you come out with um, a woman dressed in some kind of dark thingy, dark um, costume, directing Bray in his matches or whatever, Sister Abigail character is dead. Yeah, um, I'm sure it is. Wow. Well, also yeah, um, <laughs>
2: thank The whole
1: point yeah. is Sister Abigail is dead.
2: Dead. Yeah, <laughs> Undertaker was dead.
1: He's not dead. He's the un- he's the Undertaker. What well, is this to thing? Undertakers aren't dead.
2: So why is he called the Dead Man? Because he could be called the Deaf Man. Not as in he can't it, hear. It, must, it might have been a spelling <laughs> mistake. Um, the whole Undertaker character has been flawed from the beginning <laughs> <laughs> just rolled with it um,
1: so yeah that's my thoughts on Sister Happy Go it's, it's not ever going to be a person especially one who's already on TV yeah, it's agree. a stupid idea and stop getting like, upset about, idea, about it stupid idea bad
2: creative
0: think how many people uh, bad women, women people, how many women have got to come back like from injury or haven't been on TV in a while yeah I mean you got uh, Ruby yeah, you got the problem
2: with Raw yeah.
1: is They've had to do this Nia, thing with Becky being in a tag team essentially because there's not really anyone else outside not, of those four. Literally
2: think, no one else. Just, Naomi.
1: You've got, you've got Natalia and you've got Sarah Logan. Yeah. But other than that, who's on Raw? <laughs> well,
2: who was on the Survivor Series team? Asuka and Kairi Sane, wasn't it? Yeah. With, Asuka with Kairi Sange, and Sane. Charlotte and Sarah Logan.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, but yeah, you've got Nia Jax, Ruby Riott, Liv Morgan's going to make a comeback. Um, Naomi's. And the Usos in general—I don't know—are they on Raw? No idea. I no
2: idea where they are. Where What they've been doing? Literal radio silence from them all.
1: They're the dead men. His name is Birthday. The other day as well.
2: Um, well, I kind of expected Usos to come out At TLC, but they didn't.
1: That's what I was thinking. <laughs> and then about five seconds after the crowd started chanting the yeah. Usos, I mean,
2: they always cotton on after I do. So yeah. Oh, um, right,
0: one little criticism about TLC: the fucking fans. We want table chance. In a ladder man. me right off.
2: I, I don't understand this, WWE fans, and is it just American ones or North American ones? But I don't know. But everyone's obsessed with fucking tables, and I don't. I don't really care for the table spots. No, I, I mean, much prefer a ladder. They have to be used right,
1: and there's a lot of instance, uh, instances where it's like, oh, did being put through a table really add anything to that yeah, spot? Yeah, exactly. Whereas. When you're getting people crashing through tables off ladders or doing a dive through the top rope or whatever, then it's cool. But like, power bombing someone through the contract signing table, ooh, bet that hurt. It, it didn't. <laughs> um, part of me has always wanted to be put through a table to see whether it has any impact. Um, Do you know which
0: ones I definitely don't want to be put through? The Japanese, Japanese ones. ones. <laughs> they look fucking
1: hurt. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they don't look fun. They're definitely not gimmicked.
0: Um, they look like the
1: kind of schools you've got a primary, uh, the t- kind of tables you've got a primary school. What do you mean? They just don't. They're not meant to break. They're, they're just proper rigid oh, yeah. tables. Like a metal. But they're metal just they're generally like really quite thin. Yeah. Um, and they just yeah they just look like those, as ones that are designed to be a table and not just fall apart. <laughs>
2: not to fall apart. Unlike
1: the it's ones. Just, that they're just compressed sawdust aren't there. The, the American ones.
2: Well, technically every every wood is compressed sawdust. Everybody Every wood.
1: Oh Well yeah I guess But You just have no Weight bearing capability Well they could take a person Lying on them As long as well, they lie They can lie and take Charlotte
2: way. And Becky And Kyrie apparently. <laughs> <laughs> True Um So
1: Yeah Might as well get on that match now Can't be honest Talk about Bobby Ashton and Rusev Yeah no
2: one gives a shit about that one Or, um, or roman and rings. Which by the way had we made predictions, I would have predicted Corbyn to win.
1: Yeah, I considered messaging and it. Was, it was like well, just after eleven o'clock, and I considered saying, oh, "Shit, we haven't done predictions. Which we probably should." You know, I was like, hanging out. in the probably, probably
0: so... going
2: Oh, you went to a wedding, didn't you, Matt?
0: Yeah. Any good? It was a great wedding, but I drank way too much. Wow. Well, maybe does a listen. Way to too much. <laughs> you know it's bad when you throw up in the shower the day after. In the shower fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> Did the DJs uh, get the, br- uh, the groom's name wrong?
0: No, because the groom would have actually kicked his ass, I think. Uh, no, they had a live band, which was quite good.
2: Cool. Live band. Nice. Very much money. Um so you overdid it on the vodka cranberries?
1: <laughs> no. vodka lemonade and lime.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. So at least your vomit wasn't pink.
1: So would, no. would you say you had a sore head on
0: um, not Monday? had uh, Sunday, Mond- and Monday, and Tuesday. <laughs> well, speaking of sore heads, <laughs> the main <for> event sake. <laughs> <laughs> That is the shittest one here. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck
1: right off. <laughs> the main event featuring Asuka and Kyrie saying the Kabuki Warriors defending their women's tag team championships against Becky Lynch and Charlotte in a TLC match. A proper TLC match with, with you get the things off the ladder, An rather than TLC match, doing yeah. a pinfall.
2: Um, with that in mind was there any reason for Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin to be a TLC match? Just have it a street fight, street fight. Uh, just because
1: yeah. it was at TLC, they made it a yeah. TLC match. Um, okay. So, yeah, what did we think? I, I I quite liked what they've. I like what they've done with the the Kabuki Warriors since turning them heel in finally making the. Women's tag team titles seem important And what well, the the tag team holding the title Seem important And
2: um... The rivalry around it as well Seems like an important thing Yeah Do you know what this reminds me of? This kind of This rivalry at the moment And I know it's not been that much of it Because this is the first time they've That's oh, not actually They've had a tag team match before Haven't they? But um it reminds me of the two man power trip almost. That's exactly what I,
1: was, I thought you were going to say. Yeah,
2: Triple H and Stone Cold, and then Benoit and Jericho as their rivals. Uh, it's yeah. kind of the other way around a little bit, because Asuka and Corey saying aren't the main players, as like you know, much like yeah. Triple H and Austin were, and Jericho and Benoit were the challenges. Where it seems to be a bit like, a bit the other way around at the moment. But um, yeah, it's that's kind of what that's the vibe I get from this. It's just like four main stars competing for tag team championships.
1: For the the most part, I liked the way they set it up, um, in that the Kabuki Warriors kept getting the better of them, Charlotte and Becky kind of resisted the urge to come together to fight them, they both couldn't get it done individually, it got to the point where they just basically had to do it.
2: Yeah, Um, and now they can get it done together.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I was a big fan of we challenge you to challenge us for the titles Mm. the week before, I don't know how much I like that, but... um, Th- yeah, it, it, The titles may be A kind of secondary in the feud um, And we still haven't seen The fact that the titles can be defended On but on any brand
2: Yeah they've definitely only been on Raw um, uh, And NXT
1: Yeah that's true they did have that one match um, yeah, that no, one match. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, how do you. Because the Kabuki Warriors are exclusive to Wars, uh, to Raw, so should they lose the title, so it's just be on Raw. Yeah. How do you set up a feud with someone on SmackDown? Do, do, they would they up? just have to show up? Because yeah. otherwise, someone from SmackDown can have to invade Raw. Yeah. And we've had enough of that. Um, so, yeah, but in general, I thought the match was alright. A bit sloppy, but can't always be helped. You know, that Kairi saying apparently suffering a. Concussion
2: relatively early in the match
1: which is a shame
2: Yeah I, I, I'll say to you guys before we came on air I think um, I was watching the match thinking okay parts of this are really really sloppy and it seems to all be involving Kyrie. saying I couldn't tell like I didn't immediately know that something was wrong with her I just thought oh a few things have gone wrong maybe it's thrown her a bit um, but I think yeah there was just multiple times like the table spot when she, she went to do the elbow off the table, Charlotte moved and Becky didn't and then the table didn't break and it, then Charlotte went for to do a spear and Kyrie didn't take it properly so she slapped the shit out of her <laughs> yeah. the ground and then she powerbombed her and she wasn't, like she just, she, she was resisting.
1: She sandbagged
2: her. Yeah. Um. So she, she like grabbed her by the shoulder while she was up. But to be
1: fair, I imagine if you've had your bell wrong, yeah. getting... Spun to get into position into, into for a power bomb. Yeah, probably very disoriented. But you can <laughs> see she was
2: looking around, like really, really concerned that Charlotte didn't have a far enough away from the uh, the guardrail because mm. uh, she would have just hit her neck, her neck on that as well if, she, if Charlotte. Passed. I think she was just rattled at the time. I thought she was just rattled by a few errors. That like a yeah, few they just but kind of piled up. Now I watch it back. And I think yeah, she is definitely concussed. It. And there,
1: there was even a moment, um, and it's got nothing, nothing really to do with the head. And the move was executed fine, but it was she did it on the outside to Becky, where she did a kind of running, like a backward snapmare mm. thing that she does, kind of like um, natural selection, but from front to back. Yeah, and she did it to Becky on the outside, and it was fine. But she landed, like, directly on a ladder that was set up against the announce table. Yeah, And it just made me think, like, why, A, why would you have done that? I remember thinking B, that time You didn't even need to move that ladder, you yeah. need to move that ladder. And then she just landed, like, arse and legs yeah. all over the ladder, and it was just like, hmm, that was odd. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I was like you, I didn't notice it initially, and I didn't notice the sloppiness. Yeah. I thought maybe it was just, maybe an off night for Kyrie or whatever, yeah, and it wasn't until I, I, I saw people like, Oh, Charlotte's so reckless, or whatever. And, and then I saw that apparently she was concussed, and kind of then then thinking about it, it made made perfect sense.
2: It made perfect sense. I don't, really hold, I don't really I don't really. I don't really blame on Charlotte for what she did either. Um, to be honest, I mean, obviously you could say she shouldn't have slapped her when she knew, like when Kyrie didn't take that spear, how you should have done or how she should have done. But at the same time, you can't really blame Charlotte for not knowing. I mean. I get that she's a professional wrestler, and you, and you probably know it's better than we do when other people are suffering. But Kyrie and Charlotte, to that point, hadn't had a big spot yet or anything other than the table bit, which was never I mean,
1: plan. There were there were spots that you know must have gone to plan. For example, mm. the her calling under the ring, get the fire extinguisher out. Yeah, through. exactly. But that's what always amazes me about when um, when you hear about people getting concussions in a match, especially quite early on. And the fact that they can continue and do do a lot of the things that the way they were planned to do. Yeah. Um like I remember um uh Chris Jericho and Bubba Ray always yeah. talking about at that time and Jericho concusses Bubba Ray, I can't remember which way round it. Yeah, it was Bubba was concussed. During during like a big T L C match and um them Just kind of getting up on top of a ladder or something together, and Bubba <laughs> just being like, "Where am I?" <laughs> um, that
2: would be so scary, wouldn't it? Yeah,
1: or just coming to, and all of a sudden, yeah. of it. like it. Yeah, that, that always amazes me. Um, like Undertaker at WrestleMania getting concussed in the first couple of minutes and then proceeding to do a whole match, yeah. despite how, how shit it might have then turned out to be. Um, so yeah, like fair fair play to Kyrie and full respect to Kyrie and stuff. Um, but yeah, it just make it just make you wonder. Mm.
2: Um, it and goes this, on in those situations So it's really difficult to pinpoint where it happened Matt you, you've got an idea of where, where you think it might have happened I think you just had mentioned about kendo stick
0: Yeah so it looked like she got kendo stick to Like the back of her head Like early on And um, the way she grabbed at it Made me just think Oh that could be it mm. Those are the ones that JBL would always
1: say Those are the ones that get you The ones, that, The, the ones that come see. from behind You can't see coming
2: um, but then, people. A lot of people were up in arms about them throwing the monitors and being reckless because they they thought one of them hit Kari on the head. But I'm Which not it being didn't. funny. It, firstly, it didn't hit. Secondly, those shortly? little monitors these days aren't the big metal ones that they used no. to have. The iPads. The little plastic screen things. So that ain't gonna give anyone a concussion. It might hurt your head, but it ain't gonna give you a concussion. Um, so yeah, I was, I'd be interested to watch it back and maybe pinpoint it. But it doesn't really matter. What yeah, what matters is that she she suffered a concussion, as far as we're aware. And she, you know, the match didn't go great according to plan, but she finished it, and she's hopefully going to recover fully. Because she's had concussion <laughs> problems before, hasn't she, Kairi In Japan, I think I it was quite a big issue for her. Um, so, um, yeah, this would be more of a concern for someone like her than it would be, say, someone like Charlotte, you know. Um, and Becky's the same, she suffered head injuries, so if she suffered from a, a concussion mid-match, you obviously have the same fear for her, so...
0: Well, the credit has to go out to Becky because she protected her a lot. When she noticed, Yeah, think, she really protected her after
2: it. I mean, there's, as much as we praise um, Charlotte a lot for being probably the best in-ring woman that they have, I feel like what the difference in between how Becky treated Kyrie and how Charlotte treated Kyrie is the, the, the one The level big, of care. Yeah, the level... Well, it wasn't so much the level of care, but, like, the experience... Just for Becky to be like, right, something's not right. I need to talk to her, figure out what's wrong. Then speaks to well, the, we then d- speaks to the referees. We don't
1: know if uh, Charlotte's ever had a concussion, but you know that Becky's had, yeah. So, so she knows okay. what it's like. Yeah. Um, one of the things that um one of the, a lot of the talk I saw online was um Becky um calling a lot of the match on the fly, like mm-hmm. like
2: really taking well, she was quite loud, really
1: taking control of the match. I think-
2: part of that was because Kyrie was out of it so much Becky needed to talk (laughs) loud yeah (laughs) to make sure she heard her (laughs) like when they were on the outside she swung a chair at her head and deliberately swung it so high up that even if Kyrie didn't duck she wouldn't have hit her Uh, turns out Kyrie just about ducked Mm. Uh, just things like that like it's it didn't look great none of it from you know halfway through onwards really looked very good but but at the same time adds
1: adds kind of an element of realism that like like, those matches are meant to be fights they are meant to be sloppy Um, if everything was perfect it would look rehearsed or whatever and the
0: fact is I can't see anyone going back and going well that was really shit that was really shit they should be well Peter did themselves for putting that shit show on (laughs) Yeah. But when think, you
2: know. Despite the concussion It wasn't a terrible match It was no. still a good match
0: I felt like it went a bit long
2: It just it, And the ending was I think it must have been improvised But the ending was a bit anticlimactic Although the table spot And as much as I just said I don't really care for table spots Charlotte going for a table at the end Which to be fair Looked like she landed on the yeah. back of her head
1: And, and immediately grabbed for her head And was like Oh fuck <laughs> yeah. One of the things I love with Charlotte telling Is you can tell when things really hurt her Because she, she always she, shouts she, out She
2: swears Yeah Um. Which yeah, well, she did also during that match because when I was watching it, it had been muted. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah same me. Um, But yeah, no, as, as much as the ending was a bit um, improvised, I think it, was, it didn't take away from what was it, a really good effort, at least. And, and has done something to at least further a storyline. And
1: it's enhanced the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. Um, and
2: Kyrie gets a lot of respect from it. She's now getting a lot of fan attention. 'Cause if 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 you're being honest, between the two of them Asuka is the main player in that team. Yeah. And now Kyrie's now sort of as much as it's probably from a negative situation, she's garnering a bit more of attention.
1: She truly is a Kibuki warrior.
2: She is a number one or number two? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not do a Jerry Lawler.
1: Um So Overall I thought the show was quite good. I couldn't make a Jerry Lawler um, Segway. A segway. Um so yeah I thought the show was fine um, started better than it ended um, definitely but def- definitely not a bad show or the worst of 2019 no, I'll
2: give it a seven six and a half six and three quarters
1: yeah I'd be rough I'd be around the same mm. out of ten right? yeah <laughs> yeah um right well that brings us to the end of our TLC chat but we've done a lot of Becky Lynch talk um and a lot of talk has been um, said around Becky Lynch, that I've seen on, on, on Twitter in the last couple of days, surrounding Becky Lynch's in ring abilities. Now, we, we had a discussion a few weeks ago about the four horsewomen and kind of ranked them on various aspects, one of them being in ring ability. And Becky was generally third, third, third or fourth on the list, generally behind Charlotte and Sasha, as the main two. Mm. Um,
0: Definitely not for me. Not for, that that? for me.
1: She's second on maps, I think. Um, but what I've seen is a lot of people critiquing her limited moveset and how her only high support is a leg drop, which she sometimes doesn't even do properly or whatever. Because, yeah, I've noticed sometimes that when she goes to does it, she keeps a hold of the top rope, hmm. which really just takes away any sort of impact <laughs> or whatever. Um so yeah, a lot, a lot of criticism around her, her in-ring style. And I saw someone's response to it, which kind of made me think. was that It's something that WWE do with their main event superstars, is they let them get to the top level, then they limit them what they can do in the ring in a, in a way to protect them and prevent injuries and stuff like that. Which makes sense when you think about it. Um, but what I wanted to discuss with you guys is... Do we agree that that's something that they do do? <laughs> um, do do, and if so, can you think of any other instances where that may have been the case?
2: Um, do I think it's something they do? I think probably not consciously,
1: or is it something that maybe the restless do? Uh, that's what I'm thinking. In maybe attempts that so yeah. they don't injure themselves.
2: Maybe it's in their subconscious they're thinking. I can't get injured. Everything's great for me. I don't have to do anything. Like this is the thing. Generally, when you're at the top of the company, you're a champion, right? So the the emphasis is on the challenges to show more, to step up, to step up to your level at that point. And what I think is happening with Becky is that she is getting involved in stories and and getting and having matches. Generally, pretty good matches, but not. Really showcasing her skills because she's trying to elevate others.
1: Yeah, and she's had the responsibility, like like we've seen this year with Lacey Evans. Yeah, of being the one to to guide. We don't know how much of it is necessarily true, but being the one to guide the younger, less experienced superstar mm. um, through a main event style match.
2: Yeah, and you know she did a decentish job of it. Um, but what I would say is. I would say that WWE do have a bit of a track record with this kind of thing, but then if you look at it uh, on an individual circumstance or case by case basis, there's probably mitigating circumstances for each. So probably the main example that springs to mind is Stone Cold. Um, he went to the top of the top of the main or well, top of the the game really, and his moveset essentially consisted of punches, kicks, and stomps, and a stunner, and maybe a lufes press. Um, but then the reasons for that were that his moveset was limited by his health. Yeah, his body. Um, so yeah, you, could, you could argue that probably what? wasn't. Another example, just sorry to cut you off, is Mick Foley. So he went through a shit ton of hardcore matches as mankind um, to get to a title scene, basically. And then quickly his character was flipped a little bit into a more much more conservative uh, match style. Um, so you, I mean, you go from Hell in a Cell 1998 as like the most extreme, and you take from that point up to the, the Hell in a Cell match with Triple H as Captain Jack, and you think between then and there, were there really that many hardcore matches? I know the Rock one is a World, bit of an anomaly, yeah. um, but day to day or week to week, his style was 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 changed. Um, they, Triple they, H. They
1: essentially banned the not banned, but they just didn't use the Captain Jack character till for about a year and a half.
2: Yeah. Triple H is a, is a, is a slightly different uh, analogy where he changed his again his style changed as much as his physique changed as well from you know very much a a bit more of a technical sl- like technical wrestler to essentially a brawler who has, uh, really only ever had uh, street fights for about three years or two years um
1: well one of the points one of the points I wanted to make is what do we think is more likely? Is it A, WWE lets people get to the top and then limits their movesets? B, do the superstars limit their own movesets once they get to the top? Or C, do WWE just tend to favour people with less risky skill sets?
2: I think it's, to to not be really annoying with this answer, it's a combination of all of those things. I think, I think yes, WWE don't want their stars to get injured by performing risky moves. Yes, the stars themselves don't want to get injured by performing risky moves when they've got so much to lose. Just look at Finn Balor, for instance. Um, and, and see, the, they do favour a certain... They don't see the, the ricochets of this world, the Umberto Carrios of this world, as the main event players. And to be honest, I kind of agree with it.
1: Because mm. when you think of, from a moveset perspective, who they have let get to the top...
2: Um, AJ Styles
1: Yeah Guys like AJ Seth Jeff Rollins. Hardy Seth Rollins But at the same time I think this could also be Applied to Seth Rollins Yeah The I would agree matches that. that he was having In 2013, 14 in the early part of 15 Very different to them What he started having When he was champion, Or as soon as he's kind of become Top face yeah. of the company He feels like a lot him? of the same stuff But it also then feels It's relatively watered down Because he doesn't need to Grab the attention That he didn't used to have. Yeah.
2: I mean, having said that, though, I think there is something to be said for, you know, when you have, in, in real life, in a sport, if you have success, you stick with what's given you success, right? Um, as JR would say, you, you stick with, with what, what brought you. Yeah, you dance with what brought you, right? Um, what brought you to the dance. So, in Seth Rollins' situation, you know, his his set of moves, his style of wrestling, Gone at him much more success in the last couple of years than it did before, and I know it's predetermined shock. Um, but you know, why would he change it up as champion when it's worked for him so far? You know, it's only when you lose the title that you think maybe I need to do something differently.
1: You see things like he used to do um, things like um, do do it, he would front run front. and do a flip out onto on the outside or yeah. a, pho- um, a Phoenix splash, and you Whereas you these days do he just the... replaces that with like a double or triple suicide so yeah, dive which instead.
2: I hate by the way. You don't see him do the falcon arrow anymore, the superplex into the falcon arrow anymore. Was, you, you, when sure, he was wrestling... Ever
1: since he's, ever since he's lost in the Continental title. Yeah. Um, and he's not having to have matches in the night to get to the top.
2: To be honest, most of that has probably been more to do with his opponents than himself. If you're of at his faced since then, you're looking at Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman sure. and uh, Bray Wyatt yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Baron Corbin. <laughs> I don't think he could lift them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just haven't seen it since it's diffused with Ziggler, for instance. We really, where that was like overused almost. Whereas we haven't really seen, seen
1: him do it against like Adam Cole, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Matt, you got any any take on on any of this? Like, what what do you think is the more likely scenarios to to main event wrestlers and their their style of wrestling?
0: Again, it's a, it's a very British answer. Um, I think. Certainly, the company do protect them because you think about it, you have to look at it in a horrible way. They're an asset. So, that person sells product. If that person isn't on TV every week because they're injured for a year, are they selling as much product as if they were a little bit watered down? But still our main event
1: do we see do you ever see a ricochet or an Alistair Black someone along those lines do you ever see them becoming the top guy or one of
2: I could definitely see Alistair Black being a top guy is it just because he's got the same name it's not the same it's spelled with an E (laughs) in it for god's sake um I I just think his style is less high fly he's got a bit more about him I
0: never could see Ricochet
2: no I don't think Ricochet as as cool as he is and as great as his moves are and his matches can be great I just don't think he has the personality to be
0: the guy unfortunately I think Alistair Black would be an amazing heel champion yeah, I think so. Do, I could never
2: see him playing a cowardly heel, though.
1: He'd have to essentially... No. It, it'd be different, obviously, but he'd have to essentially be kind of like a... a Shayna Baszler-style heel. Yeah. Not, not backing off and cowardly or whatever, but can motherfucking kick your ass.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... There is maybe again Something more to be said For the fact that Once you Back in the day This might have made more sense But once you've made it To champion It's such a big deal Or it should be such a big deal That you should already Be a star So again It's all The onus is on everybody else Who's trying to You know To become a big star To Showcase their skills And I think that's what That's what Becky's been doing Yeah I think she's been letting Other people Take some of her shine To use some of her You know Hype In order to get over themselves Um, It's worked with some It hasn't worked with others but um, I think you could probably argue That's what Seth was doing too Although if you you look at his opponents I don't think they really needed help You could probably put Baron Corbin in that bracket I think
1: Does does NXT Do it differently? Yes One of the examples I'm thinking of Is I know we kind of saw a bit of it at Survivor Series. But, say for example, Keith Lee, or Dijakovic, or whatever, goes up to the main roster, becomes a big star, are they going to wrestle the same way or have the same matches they're having now?
2: No, definitely not. Another, that,
1: that's always been a criticism of NXT guys who gets called up. Yeah. Not only that they get mistreated or whatever,
0: but they just get restricted. The, the, what
1: they do in the ring changes. Yeah, That was always a big worry of Ricochet.
0: Mm-hmm. For the most part, i think that's been fine. more to do with they're wrestling every night. So we don't see every match that they
2: yeah, have. They, that's a very good point. They wrestle so much more often on the main roster. If I say main roster, we don't know to call it that anymore. Mm. <laughs> well on Raw and SmackDown on their rosters, they wrestle every day. Shows.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Um and I thought that's the same similar thing with AEW, which they made a comp- conscious effort to avoid yeah. um, house shows in order to Give their superstars a break
2: Essentially yeah I mean um, Going back to the NXT thing though If you consider what happened On the night before Survivor Series at The very ending of War Games With Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa Adam Cole the NXT champion The biggest star on NXT Maybe Going through a table from that height Like That's not happening to Seth Rollins
1: Yeah And That I I saw something earlier um, Which was um, as good as NXT is, it, it's not without its flaws and um, it, it's not that it can't be criticised. And one of the criticisms was the matches are getting too dangerous. Mm-hmm. They highlighted um, kind of throwaway match, throwaway ladder matches three days before, um, war, games. before war games. So yeah, with my, Mia Yim and Yo gets face smashed and then lands through on yeah. a ladder. Yeah. Um, same thing with then your your champion being in a ladder match a few days before the show yeah. and does that then devalue the ladder match? Does that then you know are they becoming too dangerous? Mm. Um it was kind. it was an interesting thought, but I think as long as the superstars are capable and willing, obviously, then I don't have a problem with it. Like I've Tomasa recently was in an interview and he was talking about like he knows that his His time isn't limited now. He knows that his bump card is Mm. um, running out a lot quicker than it was before or for others. Um, Which is why he said that if he ever gets in a position where he's called to raw or spat down, he'll retire. Mm. Because what would he rather do? Um, Because he was saying that he could have four years in NXT um, and essentially wrestle the same amount of matches as he would in six months. Yeah. main roster Um, so he said yeah if he ever gets called up, he'll just retire and then become a producer or something because it's not worth a bit of a six month run and maybe more damage into your health than actually doing substantial stuff for a long period of time of NXT where he's wrestling 30 to 50 times a year yeah Um, so yeah
0: it was just a bit of a um... the problem you've also got with the whole Becky thing is she hasn't got that much competition
1: not at the moment, no, not on Raw especially.
0: So you, she has to be limited in what she can put on.
1: And I think given the chance for the most part the match has been fine. I think um, she managed to get one or two good matches out of Lacey. She had a really a good match with Lacey and Baron in the mixed tag match. Um, she, she's had great matches with Oscar in the past and with Charlotte. She had a match of the year last year. Um, looks like we're moving into another feud with Asuka this time around um, So she's obviously capable and can do it And so her, her matches in NXT and stuff back back in, in in the day were really good She had a really good match with Rhea Ripley a few weeks ago in NXT So obviously she can do it um, You're just not always given the platform Which is an issue in which... Uh, Sometimes the ways in which WWE book their shows, hmm. in that not every match has, is match of the night. Sometimes matches are there to serve a purpose.
2: Yeah, um, I think that's what Becky's matches have been in the last few months. They've been building this rivalry with, with the Kabuki Warriors. It means to an end, and now I think maybe we're building towards Asuka versus Becky. You know, um, which is when you think of the the matches with the Four Horsemen, it's a bit of a refreshing change. I know we've seen it, and Becky's commented on the fact that she You knew. She's the one she can't She's not beaten Um, So that would be A refreshing change And in that kind of match Where everyone knows What Asuka's capable of Already It's not going to be Oh Becky must let Asuka Get her stuff in It's Now let's Two main event players Go at it We already know What Asuka's stuff is Yeah Um, So She can just get on And do it Yeah So it's It will be a very different match style than what she had with Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans was okay, she's the young up and comer, let her get her stuff in, but Becky, you win. Whereas this will be Asuka versus Becky, everyone knows, no one knows who's going to win. Let's just go at it, sit and put on a great match. And that's what Asuka and Charlotte did. It's the same situation, isn't it? Asuka versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. You know, put on a one hell of a match. Spent six months. No one knows or who's going to win. Building up Asuka,
1: so everyone knew what she was about by the time it came to the
2: big match. Yeah. Rather than putting her in the big match in her first pay per view, yeah. So I just so think she wrestled Emma. I think if if Becky's been getting, and I've not personally seen any of the stuff you're referencing about her in ring style or how it gets changed or whatever. But I think if that, I would explain Becky's reign very much in that way, in that she is the. Almost the gatekeeper well, But champion at the same yeah. time
1: Like when Dolph used to be the gatekeeper yeah. at, For NXT Everyone who got called up Had to go through Dolph In their first main roster feud
2: Or Cassius yeah, in
1: Yeah in Or Cesaro
2: the <laughs>
1: Yeah but she just happens to be The champ at the same time yeah. Bit of a weird place to be It is yeah But that's but because when, when They you, haven't got that yeah, depth When you're so limited Yeah In the roster There's not a lot That you can do um so yeah, just I was just having a look through the the, uh, the the roster list seeing who might fall in that category of people that a lot of people would clamour to see in the top spot but I just never am just never gonna get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean guys like Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, yeah as well. Kevin Owens, despite being in top shoes you'll never be the top guy, will he?
2: I don't know with Kevin Owens. I feel like he could be. Just don't know that it was. I will just happen. don't think they'll commit to it. Chad Gable, I think, is another one. Or Shorty Jews, if I call him. Buddy Murphy, if I'm honest. Hmm. Rusev. He's got,
1: he's got the look. He's got the size.
2: Just not got Rusev. the. Ac- Rusev. not got the accent.
1: Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> the thing yeah, I was going to say about Rusev. He's foreign, so he can't. Yeah. That's not me being racist. That's just WWE being racist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. Who else?
1: But like, same same thing. Do we think if Tyler Bate got called to Raw on SmackDown, he'd have the same matches he's having? No chance.
2: I think he would until that uh, he would if he if he debuted, and for the first year or two, he might. But then it would be toned down. So I guess that probably answers your question. It's probably a they do probably tone it down. But then is it because of WWE they told saying to? you must do this, or is it because the wrestlers are like, right, I need to slow down, or if I'm just going to hurt myself?
1: because it's it's a similar kind of thing where you see people wrestle a certain style on the indies mm. to get responses and to get attention and stuff like that and then when they get to WWE then people say oh they've changed. Mm. Um is it a similar thing in that they're doing it purposely because now they've got to where they've got or where they wanted to they can take it a bit easier. Yeah. Um So yeah it'd be <laughs> interesting to see who the next few kind of breakthrough stars would be to the top positions who haven't already been there in return like, yeah. like Kevin Owens was universal champion yeah. for six months or so um,
2: I think if, if I had to pick one from um, Raw at least I would go with Drew McIntyre but then there aren't really any signs of that at the moment
1: no it's weird they've always positioned since his, his return they've always positioned him in a kind of At some point he will be in a feud against either Brock Lesnar or Mm. or Seth Rollins or whoever.
2: He's just waiting for the right opponent. And then but that's that's exactly I remember
1: saying after Mania that Drew McIntyre's
2: gotta be the Seth's
1: first opponent after Mania.
2: But wasn't. But he he was injured when he Was he? No no he came back for Mania. He came back for Mania, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well he had the match against Roman. Yeah.
2: Um, Um so But like Drew versus Brock Exactly. I'd be all over that. (laughs)
1: one of the few guys who could legitimately beat Brock.
2: Um then would Brock wanna go in a match with Drew McIntyre? Probably not. I
1: don't know. Yeah, I who who are our predictions then for kind of like let's have one or two. One male and one female who we think within the next year or two will at some point not only dabble in the main event scene, but be a proper mainstay. It's really tough with that because they really, do tend to go back to the same people, don't
2: they? Yeah, they do. I mean, you could argue maybe Braun Strowman might eventually get there.
1: I don't know if I'd class him there already.
2: What well, already? But yeah, and maybe he's been there in he's the been, past. He's never won the title.
1: No, but I think the they see him in the company as
2: a, main a big star. Yeah, I guess
1: like, so. Very marketable and all that.
2: To be honest, I think um, losing to Tyson Fury uh, at Crown Jewel might actually be his sort of okay. You, we owe you one now, moment, you know. Well, they, <laughs> like they, we've they made they you fuck, lose to a celebrity. Yeah, fucked so him with Brock as well. Now you're gonna. Now you've got your big moment coming up, so we'll give you one back soon. Um, but I mean, if I if I could go with two, one of one would be Drew McIntyre. The other would be Alistair Black. I think. I get a lot, I've, I've kind of draw a lot of similarities with Alistair Black with Finn Balor, in that they. Uh, similarities and also differences. So, similarity being that they. I feel like they're big enough stars to be pushed to the main event straight away. But this time, rather than doing what they did with Finn, they're holding off on it a bit and putting him through some rivalries to build some intrigue a little bit. Mm. And I think. So, I'd go with Alistair Black and Drew McIntyre, to be honest.
1: Well, the question was one man and one woman. I know. <laughs> uh,
2: and women wise, it's so much more difficult. I think. Um, it's like slim pickings. It is slim pickings, you're right. I mean, you've got Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha. And now on NXT, you've got Shayna and Rhea. EO. And probably EO. EO, yeah. Um, and I mean, Shayna's already there, Rhea's mm-hmm. now in the main event feud. So if I was going to pick one, I'd go with you, you know?
1: Yeah. Or maybe like Tony Storm, Candice LeRae or something like that.
2: really, and Tony Storm or Candice LeRae, to be fair. I think Candice LeRae's got her own little niche sort of character. She has her spot on the upper mid-card. I don't think... I don't see her ever moving from that.
1: Mm, interesting. Matt, who, who, who do you think is the next kind of set of breakout stars?
0: So... I think it's going to be a massive year for Kevin Owens. I think that he's just going to obviously, obviously think he's going to win the Rumble. So then after that, I just think they're going to skyrocket with him. And females, I think Ruby Riot when she gets back.
2: Interesting, interesting.
0: Do you really see her as I a main
2: eventer though? Why not? I feel like she I would do. be. I feel like I put her in the Samoa Joe mold. Where she'll be the perennial challenger, but they'll never really pull the trigger. She had a little a period, was it with Charlotte? Was it Ronda?
1: Ronda, I feel like she had, yeah, she had the one with Ronda, but it didn't last any, no. anything. I, I feel like she was in a a title match with a bit of a little feud at some point, but it might have been that one I'm thinking of. might have been Natty. No, it was, it was like title. Yeah, Natty was champion in America. Yeah, but she was a heel then when she was champion. That's true. Also, she wasn't... The, the Riot Squad went up on the main roster when that he was champ. Really? Nah. So it was only last year? Nati, SummerSlam 2017 is when she won the title. Wow. And they debuted the night after Survivor Series that year. Okay. Um, Or two nights after on SmackDown. Um, okay, so you've got Kevin Owens, which... I don't know if I... Like I said, I, I feel like I'd probably class him as a main event star already. Um, well, he's varied, he just really. Yeah, he, he dips up and down.
2: Yeah, mainly
1: down. I feel <laughs> like he's he's been there. Yeah. He's, he's already been main champ. Mm. Um, obviously, yeah, I'd okay like to see him they, there again.
0: They took it off him way too quickly.
1: Yeah, they only took him off him because Goldberg decided he wanted to wrestle again. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, which is
0: a fucking piss take.
2: Do you ever think he would have dropped it to Brock though?
1: Well no well, he, he always maintains that both he and Jericho Were under the impression until the month Before Mania that, that the Mania. they were for the title mm. At Mania um, So Yeah it's a bit of a shame I, um, like, Same same with this Brock and Cain Velasquez thing. Brock and Goldberg didn't need the title And then we got a year and a half Of, Gold- of Brock as champion Yeah Um, so yeah what could have been Um, right just to finish off then, who do I see as the next breakout guys I'd like to see it as Ricochet but like you said I don't think he's quite got the
2: personality
1: does Samoa Joe do we class him as a main
2: eventer he hasn't been a main eventer for a long time
1: yeah I think he probably could qualify Um, but I'm going to go for... From a female perspective, I'm going to go for... It's probably not going to happen, but I'm trying to think of the way that they would think. I'm going to go for Mandy Rose.
2: I can see that, and that she's the sort of character and, and look that they would go for. But then can she pull it off is the question.
1: Because so I think I'm, I've always kind of been pleasantly surprised by... But most of her say like in ring work and stuff, they just haven't always given her good stuff outside the ring. Yeah. No, they make her cut promos about, oh, look at her. She looks like Thanksgiving
2: leftovers.
1: <laughs> oh, she's a bit oh, ugly. Look at my
2: magazine cover.
1: Um, so they could do better with her in that aspect. but um, doesn't do anything with her at no. the But I think, yeah, for the most part, I, I could see her in maybe even Liv Morgan. Who knows? In, in, in one of those kind of next. Breakthrough roles And in terms of Male superstar What do we think about Matt Riddle
2: I love Matt Riddle Good shout
1: Because he's been kind of an, A main eventer on NXT but kind of in the the upper mid card. What
2: was he had like one title shot. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Um, oh, I, I just don't know if Vince gets him.
1: I think uh, it seems like a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff these days. Vince doesn't get, but as long as it's good, he'll just let it go. Yeah. Like, I think I can't imagine him having any input into Fire Five one House no. or Bray White in general. He um, probably hates it. It's probably his idea to do the red light, and that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I could see him just being like, look, he's got the look, he can wrestle, um, he's popular. Let's
0: put some damn boots
1: on him. People can say, bro. Oh yeah, bro, I, could, I could easily bro. see, within six weeks of him coming to War or Smackdown, him start wearing
2: boots. Yeah. I had a story about Matt Rude, actually. I saw a video clip of him, it's describing why he wears no boots huh. in wrestling. And it's because one of the stories, anyway, is that when he first started trying out, he asked someone how much wrestling boots were, so he could go buy them, and they said they were $500, <laughs> so he was just like, okay, I'll wrestle i Not going to do then. that, then. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Which I just really like the sound of, and just makes it sound really relatable.
1: But at the same time, I just can't imagine wrestling in, with nothing on your yeah, feet. Yeah, I know. I'd be terrified.
2: Say without knee pads And elbow pads I'd be fucked
1: <laughs> Elbow pads I, I make When I do The um, creator wrestler on, on the WWE 2K games I, I don't Often have elbow pads But yeah Knee pads I hate Especially when people Got trunks And yeah,
2: they don't have knee pads, pads or
1: if you're not wearing shoes Like Matt Riddle Then it looks a bit more natural yeah. But um, yeah, I just always used to find When wrestlers Pulled their knee pads down Or didn't have knee pads They just li- Their knees are really skinny yeah. They're very <laughs> really skinny yeah, they really That's skin. really weird Adam Cole for instance Yeah really skinny knees um, but he's, he's generally a normal sized guy anyway. But like when Randy Randy always just Yeah He just, at just looks weird He just, just looks like, Yeah Skinny knee um, Skinny Anyway um, Yeah um, My two are Matt Riddle And Mandy Rhodes
2: Fair enough. Uh, Keith Lee would be another one, maybe. I think so obviously Series should. I, don't know. I have some big, big uh, sort of plans for him. I can picture would Vince. Johnny Gargano count? No, never on Raw SmackDown for me. No, I guess
1: not. Not nothing against Johnny Gargano. I'd think it's purely that they'd go. Yeah, too small. Yeah, well, they're smaller. Is there? because <laughs> he's really small? Yeah, I guess so. Because I remember when when him and Champa had that little bit on. Raw and being like man there really is a size difference <laughs> between NXT for the most part and SmackDown yeah. well Adam
2: Cole's small as well exactly like, yeah. yeah so yeah and Matt Riddle uh, and Keith Lee for me would be two from NXT at least and then Drew McIntyre and uh, also Andrade Just <laughs> could get everyone but like, I mean Andrade's got
1: a mouthpiece can't
0: get the whole Th-
1: this is the problem they've got so many yeah. that there's so many people and it's always been the case there's so many people that People want to see be the top guy. Mm. You're never going to be able to please everyone. Yeah. People have been clamouring for years for Ziggler and for Cesaro to get to the top. Well, that ain't happening. And that's, those ships have sailed. Yeah. As much as I like Cesaro mainly, um, and I would like it to happen,
2: it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen.
1: Just as long as he's doing good stuff, yeah. I don't care where on the card he is, as long as the stuff is, is good. Yeah. So do you think they have too much talent for their own good?
2: There's a lot of underutilised talent. Because that's all you ever hear of these days. They need to use so and so better. So this is the problem. One of the problems with social media, isn't it? It's the vocal minority who suddenly get a b and on it about someone who they haven't seen or do much in the last few weeks. And all of a sudden that becomes the new stick to beat WWE with.
1: Well, that's what Becky and Seth touched on last yeah. week on, on the live show was, um, I think Seth mainly, was that sometimes we get so bogged down with the vocal minority that we forget there's a shit ton of people out there who actually do support us and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's similar in that you get a small pocket of people saying that um, Liv Morgan should be the next Raw Women's Champion or whatever, Yeah. I mean, and, and Becky Lynch can't wrestle.
2: Well, it happened. Don't forget, this happened. This whole thing happened about a year ago, just less than a, more, yeah, just less than a year ago, with Kofi Kingston.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That was literally nobody really cared about Kofi in a main event scene. They loved his stuff with New Day. They wanted that to continue forever. And then you know, one an entry into Elimination Chamber, wasn't it? Not even but it for was the gaunt, it was the Gauntlet match before team, yeah, Elimination Chamber, because Ali got injured. Hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, he puts on one great match, and everyone's like, "Yeah, Kofi's underutilized. He needs to be pushed to the to the main." And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but that is the social media impact now. That's not fans in the arena, like clamoring for someone for months and months on end, and then finally getting the payoff. That's one good match. Oh yeah, this guy's really good. They haven't put him, as, they haven't made him champion yet.
1: They should do that. Well, I think. In Kofi, with Kofi's example, I'd seen for a long time a lot of people saying he should be champion. It's a shame oh, he'd I've never seen, been champion. Never um And in in that instance, the social media like uh, support, I guess, then translated itself into
2: the live crowds. Like yeah. at Elimination Chamber, for example,
1: crowd were Kofi crazy.
2: But that's what what I mean. What I mean by the live crowd thing is it's not like they've been reacting like giving him great reactions for months and months in the hope that he will get there it's literally just one match and then they've gone oh yeah he's unrecognized or he's not been given enough attention so now we think he should be champion it's not like they've built him up in such a way that he should now be naturally fit into a feud with the champion and that's what i find just slightly annoying with the social media Mm. age and impact on wrestling at the moment is that you can essentially start a movement by watching a match and going, that guy should have more. And people climb climb on board with it because there's always enough people who will agree with you. Um, and then that becomes a thing. <laughs> and then when it doesn't happen, everyone's pissed. When really, there was no plans for it to happen in the first place. <laughs> so, yeah. There's, some, there's a good things, there's good aspects and there's bad aspects. The women's evolution, for instance. Give divas a chance and all that. Great stuff, Kofi Mania. By and large, it was great stuff, but it didn't happen organically, which is my concern. And I don't see how nowadays you can happen organically because as soon as you put someone in that position, people will start turning on them. Yeah, that's all. That's always been the issue. Just,
1: just because, um, like with Seth Rollins, there was. Um, he'd become the most organically popular star on Raw mm-hmm. over the course of twenty eighteen. Yeah. To the point where you couldn't keep him out of the main event for any longer. Definitely. Um. Then, he becomes the main event guy, and for whatever reason, people no longer want him to be the main event guy.
2: And there's a few questionable things on Twitter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but how often is things like that due to people just being like? Not necessarily because they dislike Seth, but because they want someone else to also be champion.
2: Yeah.
1: And you just, you just can't have it all. You cannot have it all. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of people they 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 could use better, um, or just more. There's a lot of people who just don't appear for a long period of time, um, for no real, reason. right any
2: explanation. Really. Yeah.
1: Which then makes it impossible for them to move anywhere. Yeah. Um but like, where's Born He Crown had a little Duel. bit of an injury. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he's been on TV twice since yeah. Crown Jewel. And one Drew of them McTier. was to have a little sing song or whatever yeah. with uh, Tyson Fury in the ring. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of guys could be in a better position than what they are. So, unless we have anything else to talk about, I think that brings this week's episode to a close. I would
2: have thought so. Yeah.
1: Matt, any any topics A-O-B. you want to discuss? I can't be left you out at the end there, but got anything you I'm want to good. talk about?
0: I am good. Well, that's that then it. That brings us to the end. So <laughs> I was
1: going to say at the start this is our final podcast of 2019. Yes, it is. I don't intend on doing another one on Christmas Day. No, although we will be together at some point. What matter uh, be? No, I was looking at you, which was make good audio. Um, but yeah, probably won't be doing one on Christmas Day, and then after that, it's a new whole new decade. Or is it? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> it's a fucking new decade, all right. Um, so, what do we think of our twenty nineteen?
2: Not WWE, but our, our oh,
1: 2019.
2: Well, we went to WrestleMania. We were, yeah, which I forget sometimes. You did I, forget, did
1: the, the childhood dream came true. It did,
2: yes, it did. Uh, not for Matt, he'd been there already. Um, <laughs> with well, Steve. It, <laughs> uh, yeah, we went to WrestleMania. With, we met a lot of superstars this year. We met a lot of superstars this year. Maybe at from, from, from me
1: personally, who'd only ever met Bailey, Finn Balor, Pete Dunne. I don't think I'd ever met anyone else You met Tatanka
2: Tatanka
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah I don't think I'd ever met anyone
2: else Yeah So now um, you've like Oh Boy spray. Yeah Now you've like quadrupled that
1: Well infinitely more, Yeah, yeah. More than that. Not infinitely Times by ten
2: <laughs> If not more um, So seen met a lot of people this year Yeah Met a lot of wrestlers um, Yeah just generally it's been, a, it's been a Aside from Wrestlemania I think it's been an alright year Wrestlemania was great I mean NXT was probably the highlight of that weekend <laughs> I think Matt would say Smackdown yeah. <laughs> De- Matt definitely enjoyed Smackdown the most
0: um, I just think it's been... do you know what I probably would have enjoyed it as a stand out show yeah probably what? but you just had no what? energy left <laughs> no I wasted all my energy one night
2: <laughs> on the first, <laughs>
0: the first wrestling show that we watched. <laughs>
1: uh, we did watch a lot of wrestling that weekend, didn't we? That is true. Yes. Even on the days when there was no wrestling on,
2: event on, we watched things at access. Access. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah. Uh, I mean, 2019 for me has been a um, successful year on the pitch. No, um, it's just been a, a decent year.
1: I think mean, we haven't necessarily expanded our following I mean, or our, our kind of social media following. But I feel like we've garnered more interactions. Yeah. Um consistent, get more votes on our polls. Yeah, more votes. Having the same people kinda of coming back, um on, on responses on things. Some good, some bad. Some um <laughs> we're
0: being recognised at things now.
1: Being recognised by other maybe slightly larger podcasters.
2: Um
0: Slightly large, <laughs> maybe
2: <laughs> uh, questionable, and everywhere we go together, we always have fans or fan
1: <laughs> yeah, there's always one
2: knocking yeah, about, yeah, always one,
1: um, so yeah, I think for the large part, obviously is um lots of ways we can improve and grow and all that, I'm sure we will, but I think it's it's been. A relative success relative success is not, with, not, not without off. its challenges not without its challenges you're right um, more consistency in 2020 is needed for me and just a bit more in it, just continue to continually innovate and evolve it's tough out there now. it's tough but I'm sure collectively as a team we'll be able to work together to achieve the result that the fans are after Okay. we go again yeah we just need to build our confidence up Um, And uh, Me to instil that In the players
0: (laughs) I mean at this point You were talking A lot of shit
1: (laughs) I'll take that Feedback
2: um, (laughs) I'll take that on board Thank you very much
1: And I'll shove it Straight up
2: your candy ass Whee I mean I'd love to see you try Speaking of I would not Christmas next week Hey
1: you all As listeners Hope you all have a good one
2: Matt's a big Christmas fan Aren't you I love Christmas Matt Bloody loves Christmas um, so I like that
1: Christmas. he was born Two days after
2: <laughs> That's yeah, he so it has help. no control Over that
1: He <laughs> was due back He was due in February But he just
2: couldn't wait To come out
1: He <laughs> love Christmas uh, That's not true By the way I assume I don't know When, when were you due?
0: <laughs> 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 It's on the 17th Of November
2: Ah uh. <laughs> oh, so you missed You were late He wanted he, Yeah you didn't You've had a lot less Christmas, Christmas than you Could have done Yeah right? that's true Yeah Um <laughs> uh. Anyway, I think
0: mean, we should wrap Are we spot up. Are we still recording? <laughs> um,
1: right, so yeah, I hope you all have a good one. You've
2: got to get it all in. That's what, That's she, what she said. Yeah. Yes, Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day.
1: Um, which is coming up in a few months, so I hope, I hope everyone's ready. Um, so, Nobody's yeah, all... ready
2: for Valentine's Day. Yeah.
1: I am. In a way.
2: Oh, you've got something booked, haven't you? Yeah.
1: Um right yeah third time I hope you all have a good Christmas and a happy new year and all that stuff hope you have a prosperous 2020 but I'm sure we'll speak to you in the meantime Um, you can follow us on Twitter while we're while we won't be putting out podcasting content you can follow us on Twitter at the underscore PWP and on Instagram at the underscore PWP we haven't done it in a while but we might as well plug our individuals Ali where can they find you
2: I really, at I Ali. really can't remember. At Ali Bunker eighty-eight. <laughs>
1: Matt, at the bare end, Bumby. I think it was the Matt. Matt, I remember Number it is of. this time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Up. And I'm at
1: Aiden Bunker. Spell it right. If you, if you really will find me, you'll you'll be able to guess it. Um. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next year.
2: See you next year.